Bill O'Reilly here. Tuesday, September 28th, 2021, you are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Homicide surging in Philadelphia. The national murder rate rises at the fastest pace ever. President Biden's big spending proposal includes billions for equity. Basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal blasts celebrity culture. Also ahead, how dangerous is the Twitter mob? But first, at least 400 people have been murdered this year in Philadelphia. Locals demanding police beef up patrols. Far-left Mayor Jim Kenney, who is part of this problem, handing over $150 million to, quote, grassroots organizations to help stop the violence. Just 29% of homicides and 15% of shootings result in an arrest. The city of brotherly love is the sixth largest in America with 1.5 million residents. The FBI confirming the country's murder rate rose at the fastest pace ever last year. Homicides jumping 30% compared to 2019. Other violent crimes like assault up 5%. Most offenders and victims are between the ages of 20 and 29. The uptick occurred after liberal cities defunded police departments in the wake of George Floyd's death. The actual numbers could be even worse, the FBI says. This is what happens when voters elect irresponsible, stupid people. President Biden's massive $3.5 trillion package stalling in Congress Moderates now questioning the shocking price tag associated with some pretty strange projects. The current proposal includes $5 billion for climate justice block grants, $3 billion for tree equity, and $1 billion for electric vehicle charging equity programs. That means free electric charging for poor people. Again, this is what happens when the far left gets power. Basketball superstar Shaquille O'Neal saying he doesn't want to be a celebrity anymore. Quote, these celebrities are freaking crazy, and I don't want to be one. I don't want to be in that category. These people are out of their freaking minds, unquote. So Mr. O'Neal is devoting his time now to charity, COVID relief funding for Boys and Girls Clubs of America, and purchasing sports equipment for public schools. In a moment, the Twitter threat. Right back. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, danger on Twitter. 
In the 19th century, American lynch mobs committed thousands of murders all over the country. Today, there's a new mob, a Twitter mob. Some examples. A video recorded on the 18th of January 2019 became an immediate social media threat. The video showed a confrontation between students from Covington Catholic High School in Kentucky and an Omaha Native American named Nathan Phillips at a March for Life rally in Washington, D.C. One of the students, Nick Sandman, was singled out on Twitter for wearing a Make America Great hat. He was falsely accused by the Twitter trolls, and the mob picked on him constantly. Thus, young Nick Sandman had to endure death threats. Ultimately, he sued CNN and other liberal networks and won millions. Twitter went after actor Chris Pratt because he publicly praised Christianity during an MTV Movie Award show. He told young viewers God is real and people should pray. The Twitter mob launched an online campaign against his local church and its opposition to gay marriage. Others wanted Mr. Pratt dropped from his role in the Jurassic Park franchise. Actor James Woods, the conservative star, filed a defamation lawsuit against a user on Twitter for accusing him of having a severe cocaine addiction. The false allegation went viral. The mob strikes again. Congressman Devin Nunez filed a lawsuit against Twitter itself for allegedly allowing users to stalk his family, post conspiracy theories against him, and make physical threats. Comedian Tim Allen got hammered on Twitter after jokingly comparing liberal Hollywood to Germany in World War II. ABC canceled his hit program, Last Man Standing, after a global Twitter campaign. But 400,000 fans successfully petitioned to bring the program back, and it did get on Fox. But Tim Allen suffered. Countless regular folks have lost their jobs from the Twitter rage machine, including a professor at the University of Arkansas who was falsely accused of attending a white supremacist rally, a father who was labeled a pedophile for taking pictures of his own children, a cashier at a Mexican fast food restaurant fired for an allegedly racist incident that never occurred. On and on and on and on. Obviously, the Twitter situation is completely out of control. No company on earth could monitor billions of human beings, so the solution is not in Silicon Valley. No, the legal system must be changed, making it easier to sue for defamation and to find out who the Twitter trolls are. Congress will eventually have to get involved as the Twitter lynch mob is damaging people not only in America, but all over the world. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com and please check out my book, Killing the Mob. In a moment, something you might not know. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or 
faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. The country's top military officer, General Mark Milley, appearing before Congress this week to discuss Afghanistan and perhaps some other issues. He is the latest commander to garner national fame, a tradition that dates back to the founding of our republic. But not every general is remembered like Grant or Patton. Here are the worst generals in American history. Horatio Gates. After the Continental Army was defeated in New York, Gates and others wanted to depose General George Washington. Before that could happen, Gates was dispatched to fight Redcoats in the South. His terrible decisions down there led to a catastrophic defeat for the colonial forces. In fact, General Gates fled the battlefield in South Carolina, running all the way to North Carolina. Then there was George McClellan. Despite President Lincoln's pleas for aggressive action, McClellan's Army of the Potomac refused to fight. He was eventually replaced by U.S. Grant, who then took the battle into the heart of the Confederacy. Next up, Tommy Franks, the top general during the American invasion of Iraq in 2003. While U.S. troops quickly routed Saddam's soldiers, the commander, Franks, had absolutely no plan for what would happen after the dictator was dispatched. Thus, combat in Iraq would rage on for the next decade. Finally, the most controversial general on the list, Douglas MacArthur. Now, some historians like him. He is regarded as a capable warrior, but he did lose strategic battles against the Empire of Japan during the Second World War. And he later called for air raids against China during the Korean War, which might have escalated that conflict. So he was fired by President Harry Truman for disobeying a direct order. Said Truman, quote, I fired him because he wouldn't respect the authority of the president. I didn't fire him because he was a dumb son of a bitch, although he was. But that's not against the law for generals. If it was, three quarters of them would be in jail. Back after this. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. 
Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.